0: You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV
1: 91.5. Hi, I'm Charles Stanton. I'm on the faculty of the Honors College at UNLV and the Boyd School of Law.
0: Hi, I'm Lana Weatherald. I'm a third
1: year law student. And welcome to Social Justice. Social Justice, a conversation. A conversation.
0: Good evening, everybody. Happy Thursday. So we, I mean, of course, there was another mass shooting in our country, but I don't think we need to cover that today. I think we've said and done that almost every show now for the past eight weeks. Um, I'm going to have, pass this over to the professor um, as we discuss. uh, This is Tuesday um, that the Dominion lawsuit between Fox News um, and Dominion, the voting company that manufactures voting machines, um, settled. Um, So I'm going to pass this over to the professor to give you all the details on how how that shook out.
1: Okay. Thank you. Thank you yes so um dominion and fox uh reached a settlement in their case uh i'm sure it will take a while for all the particulars of that settlement to come to come out in uh, public view uh i would imagine that they got a rather hefty sum of money uh and of course uh perhaps uh either written or perhaps verbal apologies from some of the people who uh uh, work on the network or perhaps even the man who runs the network uh, uh himself uh i i don't know I, I had uh i had uh uh problems with the settlement uh, from from my point of view um i i realize that uh that it is a business that uh obviously you know there are monetary considerations in in all of these cases um but for for myself I think that the public, uh even the public who seems to have been asleep and in denial about uh a lot of the things that Fox was putting on the air, uh it might have been a a a, a, a a a jump into a very uh cold uh pool of water for them that they might have seen exactly who these people were who were stirring them up to uh believe that the that the election was a fraud uh, and uh, many of them I think wound up on January sixth in washington d c uh, to to storm the capitol basically and uh, on, 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 without the conduct and actions of a, a few very brave law enforcement officers uh, actually end our democracy uh so I I have I have a habit, I have a problem with it, um, and as I was you know we, we were talking off air before uh, uh, we came on here, um, it reminded me in in the, one of the classes I teach at the the law school, um, one of the films we saw uh, had to, was the verdict with Paul Newman, and, and there's a part of the verdict where Paul Newman the attorney comes into the Cardinals office, and basically they know that. Um, uh, he's desperate for money so they 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 lay out this um, settlement and uh Paul Newman who's who's so jaded and cynical and uh all of it he looks at the check and he says you know he says if I take this money he says that uh you know nobody will know the truth and the cardinal looks at him and he says well, well what is the truth which is which is a kind of scary thing since he's supposed to be a man of god but uh i think that's that's in many ways, the problem with our society is we don't we don't tell each other the truth. Um, I think it was Montaigne who said uh, uh, a cynic is an idealist who wants to be proven wrong. Um, but I'll throw this over to Lana.
0: Um, it- I think, you know, what the professor and I were discussing before we got on air was very much, you know, I think that this, it, it is a terrible thing that this is not going to go to a jury trial, that all of this these details are not going to come to light, right? That the nitty gritty of what Fox was doing and what kind of misinformation they knew they were peddling to the public regarding election fraud, regarding this insurrection, regarding everything else. I think, yeah, it's terrible. Um, but but my my greater concern is that it wouldn't have changed anybody's mind. Um, I, I, I think that the sort of people that watch Fox News, the sort of people that believe in those ideals, the sort of people that espouse the beliefs that Fox News teaches them to espouse, um, would not have been swayed by a, a jury trial. Um, you know, they believe that the entire judicial system mm-hmm. is corrupt anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't believe in our institutions anymore. They're all, you know, I, and, and as sick as it may seem, because I, I, I personally believe in the judicial system, and I believe that Fox News should have been ha- had their day in court and been mm-hmm. held responsible in a way that wasn't just hush money. And, that you know, they've got mm-hmm. enough revenue stream and capital that this doesn't, I'm sure, affect them no matter what the number is mm. uh it is sad but i don't again think it would change whether or not this went to a jury trial or settled like it did i i don't think it would have changed anybody's mind about what was going on fox news, people that watch fox news do not believe it's a disinformation mill of lies and cheats and steals um and the people that don't watch it do you know, I, mm-hmm. I and i don't think we anything about this case would have changed that either way right unfortunately
1: right. yeah yeah i had just uh, uh, a few days ago i was watching the bombshell movie mm-hmm. about you know the sexual uh uh, misdeeds in at, at Fox right and uh to to me I, I just see it I just see it and this is my own personal opinion. I just see it as a bunch of guilty people buying their way out again and uh, yeah. and and you all of what you say is true regarding their uh uh the people that follow them. But to, to maybe a person who doesn't follow Fox, or maybe to an independent person, or a person basically who has doubt in our institutions, it's just another example of how the wealthy and the well-to-do are are, are continually yeah. not not judged, held not held accountable. Um, we're seeing it. I'm going to segue into this. We're gonna we're gonna see we're seeing it with the Supreme Court now where we have a gentleman on the Supreme Court who has basically um, not been truthful with the American public well, what, which one? Well, we'll start with Clarence Thomas and we'll go on from yeah, there. Yeah, we talked about
0: that a little bit last yeah. week. And, I, I, you know, my opinions on it, you know, don't really change. I think once again, we have a situation where, you know, people who believe in Clarence Thomas and believe that they, he has restored, you know, the sanctity of, you know, female birth in this country mm. are not going to care. Yeah. We saw and I, I think I discussed at length last mm. time their narrative is, oh, these are some gifts. Yeah. You got you got rich friends. That don't give you don't hang out with rich friends and do what they do. I mean, they're flippant about it. The right is flippant about yeah. it. So again, these are people that whose minds you are not going to change. These are people who uh, Clarence Thomas could probably commit murder in broad daylight, but again, he was the one who got read a row. So who cares, right? Yeah, and yeah. That's and that's where these people are at.
1: Truly. Yeah, I, I I find it interesting though. Uh, in 1967, when when Justice Abe Fortas had to resign from the court. Mm-hmm. Who he was uh, 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 an advisor to Lyndon Johnson at the time. It was about twenty thousand dollars. Right. This is about millions of dollars, yeah, right, not quantified. And then, and then, and then the house, the house, and the real estate that he owned, which he sold to this man. The house and the real estate really being worthless. He made a huge killing on that. Then the house is redone and the mother is living in the house. Run free. I mean, come on here.
0: Well, but but listen, he is. A, that's a microcosm of the larger issue. You remember I, mm-hmm. members of Congress, left and right. I, I don't know what the percentages. It's high. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It would disturb anybody who hadn't mm. looked at it previously, right? Yeah. But the amount that are trading and know, oh, yeah. selling their stocks, making money oh. off of things they know are going to happen before they happen. You know, doing deals with lobbyists and then they pull out this stock and trade. That's mm-hmm. and this is all. You know, they're all making money off of us. Yeah. They're all in those positions <laughs> and making money off of those positions. And I think Clarence Thomas especially agree just because it's the highest court in our land right and you're held to a certain responsibility as a supreme court justice sitting for life but they're yeah. all doing it they're all yeah. doing it and yes. when it's all part of the you know the old guard of people where it's eh, so a little this deal a little that deal a little under the table yeah i'm not surprised and i'm yeah. not surprised that he'll get away with it and he yeah. will yeah. and he will
1: it just amazes me though um because it, it it's not really a, a conservative liberal thing no
0: across the board Be- they're all stealing because, money. Because, oh yeah
1: because like uh, Justice Scalia had over 200 trips. Uh, Justice Breyer had over 180 trips. How do you travel that much? Right? (laughs) Are you ever home? Home? Are you
0: ever working? Uh, You know, it's it's, it's, we're children. We're grandkids. Yeah, it's It's, 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 baffling.
1: It's it's mind-boggling. But anyway, uh, on on a a more serious, uh, a more serious note, um, the uh, continued. Bizarre actions, to put it mildly, of our police uh, once again come out. Um, we had uh, a situation in Akron, Ohio, uh, where it was a traffic stop again, uh, a, a, a misplaced uh, license plate or a broken window or whatever, whatever excuse was used to stop this person. Uh, the person supposedly... Uh, had a gun and fired a shot, Um, the person fled, uh, and uh, the person was killed, the black person was killed, there were 94 shots, he was hit 46 times, Ah, you know, I mean at a certain point we have to just tell it like it is, It's, it's the color of a person's skin. I, mean, I mean, you know what my theory what, is. You know, I think
0: I, it's more of a cop problem. I, well, no. obviously, racism is intrinsic well, in all of our institutions whenever, you know, I'm a f- big believer in critical race theory, but yeah, it's, it's a cop yeah. problem. Yeah, well, um, sure. You know, 94 shots. Are you kidding
1: me? 94 shots.
0: You know, it, it's, it's 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 beyond mind boggling at this point. Now, it, It's systemic in how our police are trained. There is no reason that any amount of training couldn't have gotten that out of a person. Oh. You know what I mean? Where you need to shoot 94 shots. You're not a keeper of the peace. You're not. I, who yeah. are you doing that? Are you crazy? I mean, it's well, out of control. And I, you know, yes, obviously, I, if I believe that person was me, you know, a, a little blonde white woman running from the cops, do I believe I would have been shot 46 times? Absolutely not. So mm. at, you're right. At, all of it does boil down to race 100 percent. But had the police not been, you know, doing community policing instead of running plates mm. and trying to find a reason mm. to pull people over and meet their stupid quotas, then it, th- this would have never taken place. So I right. think yeah, I, 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 I always want to hearken it back to how why are we trusting people? that are supposedly our protectors, the keeper of the peace, with rifles that have the capability to shoot 94 times. Uh, That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah. Well, of course, and you know, it's also the grand jury too, though. Because as an average citizen, you don't have to, I mean, you don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be whatever you are. Something should jump out at you there. Right. That the response to what this man did did. Right is so completely out of proportion. And we've seen this, we've seen this so many times. Uh, and, then, and then on top of that, um, the, case, uh, the case in Missouri where the young man um, uh, w- w- was supposed to pick up his brother. Uh, he came to the wrong address. Um, the man... Uh, 19, uh, yeah, this boy, 19. Yeah, 19, the man um, shoots through the door Shoots him in the head,
0: critically injured.
1: Critically, then he shoots him while he's laying on the ground, and uh, it, it took him a, a few days before them to actually arrest. He
0: turned him. himself in Tuesday morning.
1: Yeah, finally he he took, turned himself in, but. You know, what is that about, though? The, the man was the one. You know it. what? And,
0: and uh, I'll harken back to maybe that's not even a race problem either this very same week. And I don't know what state it happened mm. in a 20 year old woman pulled into the wrong house trying to do like a U-turn, you mm. know, where you turn into someone's driveway to get in the other side of the road. Right. She turned into mm. the wrong driveway this time and she was shot and th- this woman was killed. And I yeah. believe it was this week as well. Right. So this is people in this country are so fearful of one another. So yeah. scared of a stranger, do not know how to interact with another, do not have the this sort of kindness and well-to-do and this, uh, you know, you talk about a lack of morality, certainly that's a part of it. You know when someone's pulling in. And again, how is that about race? This was a, if you saw her, she looked like Tinkerbell. I mean, this is not (laughs) someone you think would come in and storm your home, you know, but she was shot and killed. So this is about, I think, the fear that has been stoked in the American public about thy neighbor. And then- you're you arm those people so you have people that are stoked with fear people that are constantly terrified mm-hmm. of one another and people with different belief systems of it, or people that don't look like them and then you arm those people to the teeth yeah, yeah. Uh, the, we're gonna see more of this yeah we no. have seen more and more and more yeah. of this but the same you know obviously i think racial race was a, certainly a factor in what happened with this 19 year old boy but it, it's a larger problem that we arm people that are terrified of one
1: another yeah 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 and then i get, then the third the third story was the story in oklahoma where they had, I guess it was a city council meeting, and um, they have one newspaper in this uh, uh, locality, and I guess they were reporting a lot of the news that the uh, city fathers or elders didn't want to be reported. Yeah, I'm sure. So the guy apparently in some way recorded... One of these meetings. Yeah, after the meeting supposedly was over, and uh, it was basically... uh, they were talking about cooking the goose of the reporters who worked on the newspaper. Wow. And uh, the good old days when you could assault black people and kill black people. Jeez. And then talking about how uh, the, the good old days are over and these people have rights now. So We've talked about it all the time. The undesirable
0: you know, is these people. That's, I mean, it, no, 100%. It's, it's,
1: I had a very interesting experience last week. I was at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it was Chevron on uh, on Sahara and uh, and uh, uh, Maryland Parkway, and there was a woman who had a little child. Mm-hmm. And for those she, of you
0: who don't know Sahara in Maryland, that's a pretty busy corner in yes, Las Vegas. Yes, yes, it busy. is.
1: And this woman, I I don't know what the truth was. Mm-hmm. Whether she was sincerely poor or she didn't have any money, what I, the didn't deal was, what, right? I didn't know. I do not know what it was, but. She said that she she lost her money she said and um uh you know she was hungry and she has the, she has a little kid with her. Okay so I I was as I was standing by the car I just was observing all the people who she interacted with. Right. Who who looked at this woman like she had two horns and a tail. Yep. And this is where our society is at. We have just like uh, as you were just saying a fear of other people. But a, deep, yep. a deep-rooted, uh, um, I don't know, like putting down of other people and judging other it people. Because
0: here's what it is. It's... It's a lot of it doesn't how what are the institutions that allowed that woman to get there? Why do we not have the social safety Mm. nets that allow a woman and a child to be hanging out in a gas station, a busy street corner Mm. in a major metropolis city? Like we don't look at why did why are we here? It's that woman is ick. You know, that woman is the problem. That woman is Mm. not that we have we have a country that is so deteriorated in how we Mm. view humanity and what we believe comfort should be and what a standard of living should be in this country that we don't view The real issue, the real issue is not that woman or being there with the child or being at the gas station. The issue is that we have er institutions that have eroded to the point where that woman has gotten there, Um, you know, and and I think that Again, I, I want to, yeah, wh- when the professor brings up these specific things, I feel like I'm trying to always relate it back to some larger issue. But it really is all mm-hmm. these institutional problems that yeah. don't get addressed that lead to these traumatic, horrific events, whether mm-hmm. it be a shooting, whether it be a woman that you see homeless on the str- side of the street, whether it be, you know, some girl getting shot because she pulled into the room. Run- that's what you see here. Yeah. Um. So I, I yeah, I, I just want to address what I think the larger picture to be here. And that's institutional failure. That's, yeah, no. you know, that's the problem.
1: No, it it it's true, though. And we 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 have a problem in our country. With like, our major problem is indifference. Mm-hmm. You know, we see these things that are in front of us, but we 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 don't want to let our heart act on them. And um, I just I just took all the scene in. And I, I I I don't know what I had in my pocket. I just I, I went over to her. I said, "Here's whatever it was—ten dollars, twenty dollars, whatever it was." I said, you know, we'll, you know, get yourself something to eat, and then, and then she goes to the McDonald's there.
0: Right. And it just made just me hungry. It made me right. feel
1: sad, though. Right. Just it hungry. Me, it made me feel sad, and of course, you know, as you say so correctly, this has gone on for a while now. Mm-hmm. We're 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 we're, in, we're we're a society that's into themselves. Yes. I mean, it's about me, what I want to get. Right, and,
0: and then I think we've talked about this ad nauseum on this show, but it, I think it, it bears repeating that it, when you are so active on social media and you're so active on these webs it dehumanizes people. People mm-hmm. are no longer someone you need to help on the street. You don't see, have that human human connection. You don't look someone in the eye. You don't feel that sort of, yeah, yeah that humanity when you're mm-hmm. on a screen. Um, mm-hmm. People are reduced to nothing but an avatar. They're reduced to some sort of online presence. And, you know, obviously... you. You're your friendly neighbor pulling into the wrong driveway or the woman in the street you don't know their online presence they don't have x amount of followers they don't mean as much to these especially the younger generation where that's how they grew up and that's how yeah. they you know derive value from people so yeah Yeah, I think this is only going to get worse as we become more and more online, more in tune with this AI garbage that I think there's a whole nother shoot for us to get into. But I think the the more we develop and become more chronically online, Mm -hmm. we're going to see this sort of detachment from one another on a physical and human level.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think I think that definitely ties in to the mass shootings. Like, I I guess it was on Saturday night. They had the shooting in Alabama. Right. They had like 28 people shot. (laughs) Yeah five or six dead, five or six critical. Uh, And it's just like an acceptance of it, though. That's the scary thing about it. Like, you know something is wrong. And maybe that's the problem, too. Our sense of right and wrong has just, like, evaporated. So when we see all these inequities that that are committed against people, uh, they're having a big uh, uh, expose now about the migrant children, and how the migrant children were being treated uh, during, you know, uh, Biden's predecessor's administration, and all the warnings they got from the, you know, the family health and and people who were in the pediatrics field about the damage that was being done to these children. It meant nothing to them.
0: I think, and I want to be careful, because at a certain point, if you keep consuming the trauma and you keep consuming the realities and you keep consuming all the uh, the horrors that our institutions and our government and our people have allowed it does sort of create a a, a trauma like a panic that in mm-hmm. this fear that i keep talking about i mean constantly having to intake all of this news that is Horrendous. I mean, murder after murder, after mass shooting, after, you know, horrible sexual assault, after mm. this sort of protection taken mm. away, after the I mean, what we consume on a daily basis is horrible. Nothing like what we used to even, mm. you know, 20, 30 years ago mm. have to consume online on the media, just, you know, ter- from people day to day. I mean, it's really terrible. Um, so I think, you know, you want to be careful because at a certain point, apathy is necessary, because if you get too involved, mm. it'll consume you. Mm. And it's so terrible. And then you, you can't fix it all and you can't. So uh, it is so terrible that I do get how people can just step away and can be apathetic because if you, there's a lot of people that one, don't have the capability, the resources, the time to change things. Mm -hmm. And if they think about it too much, it'll, you know, they're not going to send their kid to school. They're not going to want to participate in society because if if you really look at it, the fear would be justified in my mind. Mm -hmm. And and you couldn't even get on with, you couldn't get out of bed if you thought about it too much. So I, I do think a level of removing yourself from the horrors of what goes on in this country every day might be necessary for some people
1: yeah 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 I I, I, I think the, uh, uh, the 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 reaction or the inaction of the Congress is, is that's re- right, is, is very it's right. very disturbing at a certain point I mean correct when you when you when you see the rapidity of these things um, especially in the cases in the schools um, and we, I guess we were talking a few weeks ago about the woman who had been uh, in Highland Park Illinois right and they, she she and her son were there they were almost killed. And then she comes down to visit somebody and uh, uh, there's a mass shooting in Nashville. Right. So she goes from one thing to the to other. other thing. Yep. And the woman is out there and you have all the media assembled. And this woman, this one woman is the voice of moral outrage mm-hmm. in a country of millions and millions the of people. people who are gotten complacent. There's something yeah. wrong there though. Yeah. There's something that's... Like it's our ability to feel and our ability to, to to have empathy.
0: And I think so much of it, though, too, is just distrust in our elected officials to do anything about it. Mm. You know how many we have been screaming from the rafters. I think anybody who's anybody has been calling for sensible gun control. Mm. Um, you know anybody who doesn't believe that NRA blood money is what should keep this country breathing. Uh, I think has some sort of mm. you know has some sort of feeling about gun control one way or the other and really yeah. wants you know, to see it push. but at a certain point when you've been crying for it for so long and your elected officials have done nothing and yeah. don't care and keep accepting the NRA blood money, what can you do? Yeah and yeah. We, we have we have taken to the streets, we have gotten and but then it, we're li- we're rioters and looters. yeah so yeah, it yeah. just doesn't what do you do? What do you, what do you do?
1: Well, I, I think what I, I've said this to you before. And I, I, think we need, I think we need to start from scratch. I think that's what we need to do. I think what we need to do is, is have, a, have a second constitutional convention. I think, what, I think what we need to do is we need to get together all the people of all the groups, of all the ethnicities, of all the religions, as many as, you know, is manageable bring them to a place, wherever they, whether it's Philadelphia or wherever yeah, yeah. it is, and have them get to know one another, spend time with one another, room with one another, discuss the issues that are we, what we are facing as a country, and try to work out in some way, irrespective of the Congress or any of those people, a way that we can go forward to, uh, to become a healthy prosperous society yeah, again I, I,
0: you know professor i i think that's Wonderful. If it would work in practice. But I just think we're too polarized. We're far too polarized. I think that what we got is what we got. And I don't think we could ever change it. I mean, we have a country right now where you have people that genuinely believe someone that, you know, aborted a six week old bundle mm-hmm. of cells is a murderer. Mm-hmm. We could never reconcile those people with other people that understand that that's women's health care. We yeah. can't reconcile someone that believes health care is equals murder. I, I don't think those two people could get in a room and ever see eye to eye. Um, I don't think anybody that believes that corporate tax rates should be, you know, basically nothing while people on the street like you saw earlier starve Mm. are ever going to see idea you know i just we're too far gone i believe Mm. we're too far gone as sick and sad as that seems so i think all we can do now is survive and try to convince the crazies to stay out of office and make sure that people that really Mm. you know Mm. you hate to be one of those people that harkens back to like vote go vote but go vote because the, you know, the people that have power are the people that have power I don't think we can redo this I think we're too
1: I don't know though I I, I maybe it's the Sagittarian in me <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know my experience in teaching is and I've had in some of my classes people who were they were very opposed to what I was saying even right. though they were it was a course on social justice <laughs> and 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 uh I reached with a few of them, uh, uh, a sort of, uh, I wouldn't say agreement, but I sort of reached with them Uh, A way of looking at things maybe a little bit differently. But at that point,
0: you had a person that had already taken the SAT and probably done pretty well. A person that had a certain GPS, a certain person whose brain worked a certain way, right? I hate to hearken back to like old stereotypes that are bad, but there is a certain person out there that can't do that and could not Mm. be convinced in that way and doesn't have the critical thinking skills. I feel gross saying that, but it's true. Uh, That could could do those things or understand these concepts. And then I think there are certain people on this planet, if you brought in every group right that <laughs> are nazis that are sure, truly do not believe black people deserve rights believe we can bring back lynchings those people would be in the same room as yeah. people who believe you know in trans rights yeah. it just wouldn't i'm so scared for our country because i that i don't believe we could all get into a room and agree on anything but truly i believe we're that polarized yeah. and i think yeah the best we can do now is make sure that whether you are on the left or right that the most sensible people are who we're electing mm. and you know people will disagree with me because i see a lot of rhetoric online about you can't just tell people to vote anymore we need to take to the street substantive change and become mm-hmm. you know whatever but yeah. vote <laughs> yeah. vote
1: yeah I, I get i get i guess you know I, I think back to in the heat of the night though uh where you know they have this racial division in the movie and mm-hmm. he, he comes down there and he's arrested wrongly and uh they they reach they reach an understanding though it which now this is a 1967 movie so this is a while ago They reach an understanding. And maybe the big problem is that we're not curious about what other people think and believe.
0: Right. And I think it's bad of me to say that I believe certain people are unreachable. But with the kind of rhetoric you've seen espoused now, Mm -hmm. I mean, truly murderous level intent for other people and, Mm -hmm. and that level of, you know, and I, you know, I, I just, I hate to be that person that so some people are are not redeemable, but we're, we we have gotten there. I think the kind of things we're seeing espoused, not only online but in the streets, mm-hmm. the kind of action we're seeing these people taking, mm-hmm. um, we need to be very, very um, wary of of our fellow man, not to hard, not to be, you know, uh, fear mongering that I'm so yeah. scared of before, but
1: yeah.
0: in a way that we didn't have to in the 60s or in the 70s I mean there's scary people out there there's the Tiki torches out there they, yeah. they're, they're real and they're out there mm-hmm. and I just yeah I don't believe that kind of stuff is well,
1: redeemable. or maybe maybe the problem is too though that we we just react toward things rather than having a plan in other yeah. words like for example what happened in Charlottesville right or what's happened in a lot of these mass shooting situations there's an initial response yep you know, George Floyd, what right, have you. Right. And then after a while, the, this thing sort of, you know, cools off for a while. But I, 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 definitely, I, I definitely think, though, that there needs to be some kind of a coordinated program. I, I'll, I'll say this, and I think I've said it before. I think one of the problems why social justice in its aims has, has, has largely failed is because we have too many groups at the same time, I think what we need to do is we need to have one or two groups combining all the different social justice causes. Mm. And everybody gets together under that umbrella. And in that way, the cause of women is my cause and the cause of another group would be your cause. Intersectionality. Intersectionality. And you wouldn't have it where basically... People, they have the right intention, but they really don't communicate too much with the other people who are suffering. Just as they are, only in a different the ca- way, and the
0: causes are the same. I do think that's that's a good note for us to sort of end this show mm-hmm. on. Is um, it, you know, m- my causes as a woman are similar um, to the causes of every other marginalized person. They're different, but they they have the same underlying in that institutions will try to keep us down. In that it's going to be difficult for us to rise ranks. In that there's going to be ways that are more difficult for us than they would be for just the straight white man, which has obviously been the dominant force in this country mm-hmm. for two hundred plus mm-hmm. years. So I, I think to realize. Is that not that the black struggle is the gay struggle is the woman's struggle. They, they are all different and nuanced, mm. but they require sort of the same level of action and yeah. overhaul of institutions. And I think if we just understand that the same goal is we need to overhaul the institutions that were built to keep us down. Um, yeah, there definitely is something to be said for that being the right way to go. Um, so with that, um, we hope we left you with some food for, food for thought about intersectionality. Um, and, and remember that uh, the show is always going to be on Thursday um, for the next couple of weeks before I graduate here. We want to make sure you're catching our last few shows. Uh, Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you.
1: Thank you and good night.
0: Thank you for listening to our show. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us at weather1, that's W-E-T-H-E-L-1, at nevada.unlv.edu. Or to contact Professor Charles Stanton, contact him at C-H-A-R-L-E-S, that's Charles.Stanton, S-T-A-N-T-O-N, at unlv.edu. See you next time. time.